Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for joining on tonight. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas and just kept the true meaning of Christmas and what it stands for um, at the forefront of your minds. So we are we have the pleasure of having Pastor T bring us the word on this evening. I'm super excited to hear what God has placed on her mind and her heart. So if anyone would like to um, pray us in before we get started, go ahead. If not, I'll go ahead and pray. Okay, let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you, Father God, for blessing us um, with another Sunday. This is the last Sunday of 2021. And we, would, we just want to say thank you. We just want to give you all the praise, glory, and honor for bringing us through another year, Lord God. And we just know that this year going into 2022 is going to be spectacular, regardless of all the trials, tribulation, and adversity that has hit us and we've seen on television, social media, and in our own personal lives and our friends and families, Lord God, we be witnessing um, miracle signs and wonders in 2022, Lord God, and we will be rising up as Christians individually and collectively, Lord God, and taking our rightful places. We will be moving mountains, Lord God, and there will be so many wonderful and epic moments in our lives, Lord God. We are going to lose count. We just ask that you continue to protect us and cover us in the blood of Jesus, Lord God, anything that may be on our hearts and our minds, Lord God, that we just leave it here on tonight and that we go forward. Any and every promise that you have made to us, Lord God, you are true to your word and you are a man that you should not lie. I ask that you touch Pastor T in the name of Jesus and just refill her with everything that she is about to pour out to us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And I just ask that you cover every woman on this line that has pressed their way into coming into this virtual room. Everyone that cannot make it, Lord God, I ask that you continue to cover them, Lord God. We extend our hand out to them, Father God, to just cover them and to stand in the gap for them for whatever, Lord God. And we are sending up a special prayer for Tammy Thomas and her family, Lord God, 
We just ask that you comfort them during their time of loss, Lord God, and strengthen them up in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor T, you have the floor. Praise him, praise him, praise him. God is good. The topic is the rapture. I said, oh, wait, we're going to get deep on this. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people don't want to, uh, um, a lot of people don't want to talk about the rapture. Or if they do, you know, they, they want to, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking about? They want to sugarcoat it. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Okay. The rapture is like the frosting on a cake. So, you know, when you want a cake, you want that cake to look good, you know. And you need the ingredients to, to fall in place. You, you don't want some, you don't want to look at the cake and then when you cut it open, it's like disgusting. It's nasty. You're like, ugh, they missing something. What they missing? And so, and that's how the rapture is. There are steps to get to the rapture. You just don't go to the rapture. There are steps. And so um, when you go to different churches, they might say, well, you know, do what I say. Um, if you call on the name of the Lord, you are saved. And they leave it like that. They don't tell any people how to live, how to do anything. They just say, just call on the name of the Lord. When you call on the name of the Lord, you got to read the whole chapter of Romans chapter 10 because they get that one verse and it run with it. But in Romans chapter 10, you got to read that whole chapter, not just one little verse. And call means when I, it's just like when I call a friend. When we call somebody, we calling them by their name. And so you call on the name of the Lord. Well, what's the Lord's name? His name is Jesus. So when we call on him, we got to call on Jesus. And a lot of them don't even have people call on Jesus. They don't even have people to be baptized in the name of Jesus. But we have to go through those steps first. So when we go, so when Jesus sat here with the disciples, he said, when I leave, I'm going to leave the comforter with you. Do anybody know what the comforter is? Who knows what the comforter is? The Holy Spirit. That's right. In John chapter 14, verse 26, it says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And this is what Jesus is trying to tell them. He said, when I get crucified, because you know, he couldn't figure it out. He said, when I die, hallelujah, I'm going to, um, this building is going to be built back up in three days. It's like, what is, what is he talking about? They could, they, they was looking at an actual building. Like you can't build a building in three days. They could not understand or comprehend the spiritual things that he was saying. He was saying, after I get crucified, I'm going to be raptured up. I'm going to be caught up. Hallelujah. And, and they couldn't figure that out. Like, Cause they never heard it before. Like, what is you talking about? So they were sitting there puzzled. And a lot of people like to go to Matthew chapter 24. So we're going to read Matthew chapter 24 real quick. Because a lot of people love to read that. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Why? Because in the book of Genesis, people was living all the way to a thousand years. But because sin is just going rapidly every day, and, and the people are just getting worse every day, God said, I have to shorten the days. That's why our days are going faster and faster. And I said, well, Dad, you know, I just woke up and now it's what? You know, you, you wake up on Friday and, and then go to sleep and see like it's already Monday. Because <laughs> the days are going by faster. Why? Because in verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not 
give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. So likewise, yea, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Things have to be fulfilled. Just like I said, when you bake a cake, you got to go by the different steps. You got to make sure you put all the ingredients and you can't just boom, rapture. No, you got to, what's the first thing you have to do? When Jesus sat there in the last supper, he was preparing his disciples and he was telling them, when I leave, I'm going to leave the comforter here with you. And the comforter is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And he did different things in front of them because see, when we stand before God, we can't, we won't have an excuse. He won't say, well, Lord, you know, it was too hard for me to live like this. You don't know how I feel. And, and Jesus going like, wait a minute now. Yes, I did. Cause I was tortured too. I was hurt too. Don't know. You can't use any excuse cause I already know how you feel. So you can't use the excuse. Hallelujah. So God is good. So when Jesus was walking the earth, he got baptized by his cousin. Do anybody know what his cousin's name is? Who was Jesus' cousin's name? No, I cannot. John think. the Baptist. That there you go, John the Baptist. All right, thank you, Renata. <laughs> John the Baptist. When John the Baptist, he was baptizing people. Hallelujah! And he was the forerunner. That was Jesus' cousin. He was the forerunner. They was only like three months apart from each other, so it was the same age. Hallelujah. And so there he was baptizing people and here come Jesus and John the Baptist is like, wait a minute, um, what are you doing here? Are you Jesus? He's like, I'm supposed to be getting people ready for you. And Jesus said, well, I have to be baptized because why? We, God can't tell us to get baptized and we don't, you know, you go ahead and get baptized. And you know how some people are, some people are arrogant, like Cain, he was arrogant when he killed his brother. And, and, and God said, where's your brother? He was arrogant, like, mm, am I my brother's keeper? And that's how some people are, they're arrogant. It doesn't, they don't have respect for God. They just arrogant. And so to uh, get all the arrogance out and all the excuses out, hallelujah, Jesus went and got baptized so that when people stand before God, they can't say, well, you, you know, uh, I didn't get baptized because he gonna say no. Everybody supposed to get baptized because he didn't leave anything unturned. Because sometimes people they want to use an excuse. Well, um, I don't have to do that because you didn't do it. But Jesus, he was the example. When he walked this earth, he was the example so that no one can have an excuse. Because you know, people like to use excuses of why they can't do this and why they can't do that. And so he said to the disciples, When I leave here, I'm gonna need a comforter. So here it is, he got crucified, the earth shook and all this happened. So now we go to Acts chapter one, hallelujah. Acts chapter one, verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appear unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Every nation. He has to put that in because sometimes people think, that because they are a particular culture, they're the only ones going to heaven. No, he said every nation. Hallelujah. Verse six. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together 
and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Verse 36, and this is still, um, this is still Acts chapter two. So we have verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? So they're asking, what do we do now? I mean, Jesus is gone. He said he's going to need a comforter. So what do we do now? And so in verse 38, it said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so when you hear different churches say, just uh, repeat after me, repeat, no, there's no, there's not a word in the Bible that says repeat. It said do, we have to be doers of the word. Hallelujah. So right here, this is showing how to be a doer. Repent. Lord, I'm sorry for what I have done. You know, you could start confessing and all that stuff. God already know what we have done because the word of God said we all have sinned and come short of his glory. So we can't point a finger at this person, that person, and say nanny, nanny. No, the word of God said we all have sinned. That's why we got to repent quickly. And so the, the disciples and their family members, they was all sitting in this after the crucifixion. And so now they're getting ready. They, they said to come for the Holy Ghost. Now they're all receiving the Holy Ghost. They speak it in tongues. And so everybody didn't hear this yet. So as the years went by, that's why the crucifixions, that's why the, um, the um, what is it called? Uh, when, um, when people come after people, okay, well, this is what happened. When Jesus, before Jesus left, he said, I want you to preach the word of God to all people, to every people. Well, sometimes when God tells us to do something, what we do, we get comfortable. We sit in the corner and sometimes we become like Jonah, you know, uh, oh Lord, I don't want to go over there. And then he got to put us in a test or a trial because we didn't move because we didn't obey him. Hallelujah. And so that's what happened when the different disciples, when they refused to go preach the word, different prosecution, that's the word I was looking for. Prosecution came and it made them run for their life. So as they was running for their life, they were spreading the word of God everywhere they was going because they had to obey God. Hallelujah. So they was running for their life. So as they was running for their life, they was running into people and they was teaching them the word of God. And so here in Acts chapter 19, this is when the John the Baptist group meets the group that Paul, hallelujah, Paul is now who used to be Saul, glory be to God, you know his story is awesome, hallelujah. Paul is preaching about the Holy Ghost and he's trying to get people ready for the rapture, hallelujah. So in Acts chapter 19, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John the Baptist. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake in tongues and prophesied. And so they're getting ready because see, 
in order to see the rapture, you got to get ready. You got to be prepared. Hallelujah. You got to be where God said be. So then we go to Acts chapter one. He said, why would you go back and forth? But it's going to fit. Hallelujah. Acts chapter one, verse nine. And when he has spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Remember when Jesus got crucified, he came back. They were sitting and talking and Timothy saw him. For, and Timothy, you know, they call him the doubt and Timothy because he saw the, the nails in the hands and he saw the blood across his forehead. But he couldn't believe that was Jesus standing in front of him. And, he, and, and so he was like, are you Jesus for real? And so, but when the other disciples came, they said, oh yeah, this is Jesus, Timothy. So when Jesus went up, hallelujah, he came back down to talk to them because he wanted to make sure that they received the Holy Ghost. He wanted to make sure they understand what the comforter was. Why? Because he wants to bring them back up, hallelujah, for the rapture. So he came back to get them ready. So in Acts chapter one, verse nine, it says that Jesus was standing there and he was talking to them and he was telling them and getting them ready. And he said, and when he had spoken these things, while they behold, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. So now they see with their own eyes now, because he's been telling them for years, how we're going to be caught up. And sometimes you could tell somebody something and they don't understand. What are you talking about? What you mean caught up? So then here go Jesus getting caught up. He went up in the air and they standing there and they could see with their own eyes. They don't have to worry about, um, is it, was it a dream? Did he tell me a story? They was right there and they saw with their own eyes in verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Hallelujah. And so who, who knows what, who those two men were? Who were the two men standing there with them? Anybody know who the two men were? It said, and while they looked steadfastly towards the heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Who are they? Who are the two men? Guess. <laughs> You're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> Who wears white apparel when we see it all the time? Angels. The angels. Or the Gabriel? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's who they, they were standing there and they said, Why are you gazing? He said, What you, uh, he said, God already told you what was going to happen. Why are you so shocked? So they had to remind him, like, this is a part of the rapture. God is, um, he's giving you a preview of what the rapture looks like to be caught up in the air. And, and so they were shocked, like, Oh my Lord, what is going on? And he had to remind him, this is what's going on. Hallelujah. It's the rapture. I'm trying to show you what it's going to look like when God comes back and get you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in verse, in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4, because they always talk about the rapture over and over again. And it says, First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 13, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Because sometimes people don't have hope. That's why you got to preach hope. You got to give hope. And those who live for God, we got to show the world that, that there is still hope. That means, that's why God said we have an abundant life. We got to learn how to enjoy life. Learn how to live life and have fun. 
Don't sit in the corner and, and, and just die and wither away. Learn how to live and have fun. God, he wants us to have fun. He wants us to enjoy life. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ, that means all those who was before us, our parents, our grandparents, whoever left this world before us and they sleep, sleeping in the grave right now, he said he is going to lift them up first. They're going to be raptured up. And while they going up, in the next verse, it says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What are those words? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain? So here it is. Jesus kept on saying, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to rise again. And they would think it was a building that he was talking about. So after the crucifixion, he comes back, he talks to him, he gets them ready. He said, I told you, I'm going to leave you the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And so he repeats himself over again. And one thing about God, he makes sure we get it. That's why it doesn't matter which book, the gospels, it doesn't matter where you read, he's going to repeat it over and over again. And he's going to repeat it differently so that we can get it. So that we won't say, so we won't have amnesia. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes people tell us something and we forget. So he will repeat it again, over again. So he's saying it again. He said, now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? So he's saying again, when I came back to you, you saw me go up. So when you go and preach the word to everybody, tell them how the rapture is coming. And how is the rapture going to come? We're going to be caught up in the air. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Verse 24. Then come at the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he have put all enemies on his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. That's the last enemy. So you might have people talking about, well, there's two different endings coming, the rapture and the second coming. They're telling the truth. The rapture, and let me tell you the difference between the rapture. The rapture is what I had just read, Hollywood, where he said, I'm going to raise the dead first, and then those who are living right, I'm going to raise them. That's the rapture. Hallelujah. That's first Thessalonians chapter four. That is the rapture. That is what he's talking about. But the last, the, the second coming, because after the rapture, Something's going to happen for seven years. What's going to happen for seven years? Anybody know? What's going to happen after the rapture? Tribulation. There you go. Suffering, yeah. Seven years of tribulation. That means whoever did not get raptured up. See, see one thing about God, he's a long-suffering God. He's a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, so many chances. That even after the rapture, he's still going to give people seven years to repent. Seven years. That's the kind of God we got. We got a merciful God. But the sad part is a lot of people not even going to take advantage of that. 
and I said that's kind of sad because God he he loves us so much he keeps on saying come on come on you know I love you come over here I want to be there for you I, I got you but even in the seven years they still not going to repent they still not going to go to God and ask for forgiveness so here it is during the rapture time hallelujah and this is Matthew chapter 24 and a lot of people like to read Matthew chapter 24 but right here in verse 40 and I, I know my mom used to have me read this all the time as a kid <laughs> as a child hallelujah she said in verse, whoo, it said Matthew chapter 24, verse 40. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known and what watch the thief will come, he will have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken. So why would, he, why would they say that? Why is God coming as a thief? Can anybody tell me? Why is he coming as a thief? I guess so you don't know when. It's, gonna, it's a surprise. Right. And also, it's because too, Hallelujah. Just think about it. You know, as humans, you know how we are. If we know we're going to get a whooping, <laughs> if we know we're going to get a spanking, we might do our dirt Monday to Friday and then try to do right on Saturday. So when Sunday comes, we won't get no spanking. You know, you know how people do. That's how we do. Hallelujah. So he can't tell us. And, and, and plus, he can't trust nobody no more. Why he can't trust the angels? Anybody know? Why he can't trust the angels? What happened in heaven? A war in heaven with Lucifer. I mean, which Lucifer was one of the angels. Um, and that was over worship. That's right. That's why he can't trust the angels. Because when Lucifer, his group was up there and it was singing and jamming because that's where we got our music from because he was in charge of the music and he was jamming everything and he was the most beautiful angel up there. See, sometimes when you get all of that and you are a bag of chips because Lucifer was a bag of chips and all of that. He was, and he knew that and that got to his head. And because it got to his head, he, he, he started turning the other angels against God and say, oh, sure, I look better than him. Sure, and I sound good too. And we rocking and we looking good. He had, he became big head. He became conceited. And so now God said, well, since he turned on me, I'm not going to tell the angels either. I'm not going to tell anybody when I'm coming because I don't need the angels. I don't need the other third of the angels to turn against me. I don't need anybody to turn against me. So when I come, I'm coming as a thief and I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to come and everybody going to be shocked. So you're going to have to be ready when I come. Hallelujah. John chapter 14, verse three. It said, and if I go, Jesus, Jesus is talking. I'm going back and forth when Jesus was talking to the, um, his disciple. He said, John 14, verse three. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. So he said, I'm not going to leave you on this earth. I'm not going to just, bye, y'all. You know, I, I got crucified, so I'm leaving here. No, he said, I'm coming back to get you. So don't worry about it. I'm coming to get you. That's John 14, verse 3. He said, I, I got you. I'm going to be here for you. I'm coming back. He said, but while you're going through, make sure you have the comforter. Make sure you have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because it's going to guide you. It's going to keep you. Why? Because when you wake up in the morning and you start praising God and you start praying and you say, Lord, lead and guide me, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me not fall into any pits that the enemy has for me. And God will do that because when you have a relationship with God, 
Hallelujah. He will show you where to go, when to go, and all that. You can be driving down the street. You can, you can be going to the same destination, Monday to Friday, all the time. And then one day, the clear blue God might say, mm -mm, don't go down that street. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit guiding you. That's the comforter telling, mm -mm, no. When that inkling come, the discernment, hallelujah, when that feeling come all over you, a bad feeling like, mm, I shouldn't be doing it, I shouldn't. That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost is, hallelujah, is telling you, don't do this. Don't go over here. Don't do that. Hallelujah. We got to listen to that. Hallelujah. So that we won't fall into any pits that the enemy has for us. Because see, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy us. He wants us to take us out. See, he can't go to heaven, but we can. Because all we got to do is repent and live right. Hallelujah. But he can't do that. He lost his privilege. Hallelujah. So over and over again, the word of God is saying to repent, huh? to receive the Holy Ghost, to do all this, all these things. And even in um, Daniel chapter four, I mean, chapter two, Daniel chapter two, it talks about the future of what's going to happen about the new earth, the new heaven. Hallelujah. But so you're going to have the rapture. Then you're going to have the seven years of tribulation. See, what we see now <laughs> is nothing compared to what's going to happen in the tribulation. And people say, it can't, it can't get worse than this. It can. Because in the tribulation, it's going to be off the chain. There, there will be no governments. There will be no um, police officers, no fire trucks. No, it, The tribulation is going to be off the chain. And so no one wants to be here during the tribulation. And it says in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake and some of the everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So basically he's saying those who are asleep, like the same thing again, he's go they're going to be caught up. They're going to be caught up in, in the air. So what's the difference between a rapture and a second coming? When you read Jude, Jude chapter, Jude only has one chapter. So we, verse 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's the difference between the rapture and the second coming. So you're going to have the rapture where God is collecting all his saints in the air. Then you're going to have seven years of tribulation where it's going to be off the chain. That's where, that's where the book of Revelation come on with the war and the fight and all this coming in the Antichrist. You know, a lot of people keep on saying the Antichrist is here. Yeah, his different little inklings is here. But the true Antichrist is coming through the tribulation where it's going to be off the chain. So see, it said the first three and a half years, people are going to fall in love with him because they're going to think, oh, oh, look how wonderful he is. He just loves me. He just all that. Oh, and that's what the word of God said. They're going to fall in love and they're going to think he's almost the Messiah because he's going to be doing all these different things in the world because he's there to deceive people. He's like the pipe. He's like the pea piper. He's there to um, draw them to him, to make them fall in love with him so that he can put them in a trap. That's the beginning of the tribulation. And then the last part, Boom, that's when he's going to hit them. And they're going to say, wait a minute, I, I thought you was for me. I, I thought you loved me. I thought, and it's going to be too late. Hallelujah. And so, in this, so the difference between the rapture and the second coming is when the second coming comes, because remember, he already took his saints up. Then he's coming back with how many for the war after the rapture? How many, how many he's bringing back? 10,000. 10,000. There you go. So after he took the people up, those who, who are fighters, 
you know, those who are not afraid, those who's like, come on, uh, uh, I, I got you. I got you, Lord. Come on, we got this. He's bringing them back. Because see, he don't need no cowards. He don't need nobody who's scared to death. He don't need nobody who, no. He's coming back with 10,000 of his saints. And they come for war. Because the last thing he has to how to fight is death. Hallelujah. Because after this, there won't be no death anymore. Hallelujah. So when he come back, he's come back with 10,000 of his saints. And they're going to execute judgment upon all. So whoever that is still there during this tribulation, mm, 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 that is judgment time. And you know, you got a lot of people talking about, don't judge me, don't judge me. But the word of God said, we all will always be judged because judgment starts in the house of God. Because when people say they're going to live for God, then God is going to use this word and say, okay, did you evaluate yourself? Did you get yourself together? Did you live right, talk right, do right? Uh, judgment starts with us in the house of the Lord. So and just like the world said, how how you going to tell me how to live right and you not living right? That's why God said judgment starts in the house. Hallelujah. So when judgment comes and he's going to have 10,000 saints with him, it's going to be off the chain. Because, see, they can't stand there and say, well, Lord, you know, you took the first group. You didn't take me. No, he's going to say, I gave you seven years. I gave you seven years to repent. I gave you seven years to turn away. I gave you seven years. You knew, you knew how your family was raptured up. So some of y'all saw us go up in the air and you still didn't repent. That's kind of deep. You know, here it is. God keep on telling people over and over again to repent and do right and live right. And people, some people just don't want to live right. Some people think the word God said, some love darkness rather than light. Some people just like to be evil. They like to be evil and they like to be mean and it's like what's going on so uh, that's the rapture and that's the second coming they are two different things hallelujah one is the saints going up the other one is the saints coming back to fight Woo! glory be to god so any questions awesome let's give it up for pastor t you guys <laughs> give her some love that was so wonderful. Yes. So dialogue, please. Anyone can go. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anybody want to share what resonated with them about what she shared regarding the rapture? So I broke it down that good, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I mean, I'm going to say for me, I definitely learned a lot. You know, a lot of these verses I have heard about, but didn't know that they called John the Baptist Jesus' cousin, you know, and that's exactly what I put in my notes and the way you said about sugarcoating, because Again, that's I feel like that's what's wrong with a lot of the people in the world because there's nothing wrong with the world. The world is perfect because mm -hmm. God created it. But the people and us deciding to do what we want to do instead of accepting his will and doing what's, what he asked us to do because he don't tell us to do anything he asked us because right. you know his will is going to be done regardless. He's not worried about it. So when we things are being sugarcoated and we're, um, putting sprinkles on top of a pile of mess, you know, is like, how do people learn or how do you really get the full effect of something and understand the, um, that it's imperative for you to seek Jesus, for you to right. seek Jesus, because that's the only way that you're going to get to God is through him and that this is real and it's going to be happening. And God is not a ninth hour type of God that you are going to repent to him when the rapture is in process mm. so it's going to have to be before you're going to be for him or you're going to be against him and that's just how it that's just how it is and the sooner uh, some of us realize it the better off we'll be you know but again like you said it's just it's going to be some people that just like um to be mischievous evil you know and they're working for the enemy 
and that's just their destiny. But fortunately enough, we have the gift of salvation that we have accepted it. You know, those of us that are on here tonight and the ones that could not be here and that knows that God has a purpose and a plan for them. That's right. It's just like Noah's time. Noah kept on saying it's going to rain and they laughed at him. And then when the rain come, they try to repent. It was too late. And it's just like the um, five foolish virgins. You know, the five wise, they was ready. The five foolish, they was like, oh, can you tell? No, it's too late. Because, you know, like I said at the beginning, as a child, I always heard the rapture, the rapture. And I'm pretty sure my mother heard it as, as a child and her grandparents and her grandparents. And sometimes people think because it didn't happen, it's not going to happen, but it is going to happen because it happened at God's time. Hallelujah. He could wait another thousand years. That's his prerogative. You know, we don't tell God what to do. He tell us what to do. And, and, and so I just give God the praise. I thank him for the word. And, and, and Mark chapter 13, verse 10 said, the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And yes, we live in a time where it's computers and stuff, but guess what? Everybody don't have the internet. Everybody don't have the computer. So once the uh, word of God is preached everywhere, that's when he's coming. So I thank you all uh, for uh, allowing me to come and preach the word. I thank you all for taking time out your busy time, especially on a holiday weekend. And because there's so much going on, hallelujah. But I thank you very much. And I'm praying and hoping that, you know, it does um, help you between the difference between the rapture and the second coming. Thank you very much. I appreciate you too, um, Pastor. I'm at work right now, but you know, you definitely hit on a lot of stuff and you took me back, you know, at the time when my grandma used to preach it. You know, we need sound, sound doctrine, period. That's the only way we're going to be able to grow. And I was talking to my cousin today. He was saying, you know, God gave us a vision, but sometimes we allow that ad lib, that extra, stick to the vision, stick to the word of God. And that's what's going to keep us. That's what's going to keep us. And, you know, and we got to continue to watch us while it's right. So, you know, I appreciate you teaching this word because it really, even though I haven't been on as long, but it really opened up my eyes and allowed me to understand how powerful God's word is and how rich it is. And, um, and I love you and I love everybody that's on this line, but I'm at work, so I'm about to get off. So I pray that everybody have a blessed evening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Y'all be blessed. You as well. And we definitely want to lift up um, our elder, our founder, uh, Lakia Barnett in prayer. She is not um, at her best, but you know, they say when you are not at your best, you are at your best. <laughs> you stronger than you know, than when you are feeling well or anything like that. So just please keep her in prayer, you know, because she stands in a gap for us and wars for us. So it is her turn to be carried um, at the end of the day in her family or whatever. If you just pray for her, you know, um, if you want to send her a quick message, that's fine. But, you know, prayer is the best thing overall. But she will be um, needing that in just time. But everybody will be posted, you know, we will keep you all posted as to when she will return. But in the meantime, in, in between time, we are all um, capable and I hope ready to just hold the fort down and keep the ministry going and everything going until she returns. Amen. I was going to say that uh, the I put it into the chat, but the part about um, John the Baptist being Jesus' cousin is in Luke, starting um, chapter one, verse five. And that's telling about uh, Mary being Elizabeth's um, cousin and how they were pregnant at the same time and um, how Elizabeth's son, John the Baptist, leapt in her stomach, leaped, you know, jumped in her stomach mm -hmm. when Mary um, came and was telling Elizabeth about her pregnancy, but it was before, it was even before she got to her actually. 
And she was uh, by that time, she said, yes, um, I knew that you I knew there was something because my baby leaped in my stomach. So, yeah. Thank but you I so much that. for that. Like, I'm going to yeah. read when you said when you said those words, I heard it before in Sunday school. But again, like mm -hmm. um, Pastor T said, we get amnesia sometimes. And that's why yeah. God continually repeats it. But I thank you mm -hmm. for, for sharing your education, Renata. I'm going to refresh my memory by reading Luke 5. Yep. Luke 1, Luke 1, chapter 5. But you Luke could just one, go ahead and Luke, you okay. could just start at Luke 1. Okay. Verse 5. There you go. Okay. All the way down. Okay, cool. Yep. Thank you so much. And you're welcome. And no, another ahead. thing was um, Doubting Thomas. Thomas was the one who was the disciple that um, doubted God because he got there late when um, Jesus had uh, come to the come into the room with the disciples after his resurrection. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure you all knew it was Thomas, not Timothy. So yeah, but Amen. I, I, I appreciate the the factor of you being able to decipher the rapture from the second coming. I, I very much because there's not too many who preach about that. They, as you said, sugarcoat or just decide, you know, I'm not going to preach about that because we need to be all about prosperity. So I thank you for doing that. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and um, last but, but not least, um, should, could we pray for Lakia? like now yes we we will we're gonna um we're definitely all gonna pray for her and whatever prayers that we need to collectively but i want to um ask if anyone have any testimonies after everyone finishes finished speaking about the uh message okay definitely. all right then i'm, we I'm, definitely I'm done pray the house down about that <laughs> yeah well th those were the only things and um I thank you for uh, tackling that big subject of rapture versus or rapture from um, second coming. So that's that's it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anybody else regarding the message that was brought to us on this evening? Okay. So any testimonies, any testimonies? We love those. I just thank God for allowing peace this whole weekend. And um, my heart does go out to those who have lost family members. Mm -hmm. It was so many, so many people have lost family members this week. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, dang, around this time, you know. So I'm asking um, God to please strengthen them and um, give them a mind to hold on because that's hard. So, but I, I give God a praise and a glory and honor. And I thank God for keeping us and taking us through. And I'm asking God to give us the words to uh, comfort them at this time. Amen. Amen. I just want to say that um, through so many things that I've experienced this year in a short period of time, I still never wavered my faith and my um, commitment to God. And for me to get together yesterday with my extended family and for us to have a great time and us seeing our children grow up and us having a mindset to be building for them you know, and teaching them to be people of God, you know, I say, because if we, if I have a conversation with anyone, God is always going to come up. So if you do not want to hear him or talk about him, I'm not the person that you should be talking to, you know, I'm, I'm going to have fun. And like you said, enjoy life or whatever, but God is the reason for every season. So if I do not acknowledge him, shame on me. So I don't want to be ashamed. So I'm definitely, you know, going to acknowledge, acknowledge him. And for being a part of this ministry and this group, you uh, women of God have continually stretched me, um, held me up, prayed for me, and given me um, 
joy as far as rededicating myself back to Christ, you know, because I know that something was missing. And when I found my way back, it made me become a better woman, you know, and overall human being in general. So I just continually keep chasing after him and, you know, hoping that I bring value to each and every one of you all as well. Amen. All right. So if there is nothing else, um, we all need to just take ourselves off of mute. Renata, if you want to start off with a prayer, and then we will follow behind you to just saturate the earth and to for heaven to be bursted open with our prayers and for them to not hit the ground on tonight. And whatever we need to lay at the Lord's feet, let us do that. Amen. Amen. All right, let us pray. You can join in when, when you want to, but let in so we can all pray and lift our voices up to God so that he can hear our resounding prayers and our resounding, our resounding needs from the heart and from the soul. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for this day. Thank you for it. It was allowed to be a beautiful day, even though it's cold outside, but we were able to see this side of the day. We were able to all be here after Christmas. And even though we've lost people, we've lost friends and loved ones or whoever has been changed, we've been able to be here and see these blessings of these days. Please help us all because we've all had things that have changed us to the core. Please help that we will be able to stay steadfast with you. Help us not to change and not to run away from you. You've shown us these past years that you are supposed to be the one and only head of us. Please help us to be able to come to you. Stay with you. Hold on to your hand. Lord, we pray that you are with us and we know that you are with us we've seen evidences here and beyond please help us all with our daily our weekly our monthly our yearly everything whatever we have to do please give us our strength that we need to make it through this life in the name each of moment Lord, please help Lakia Lord, help Jesus, to Jesus, give Jesus, all of these other people and Lakia and her family the support, the strength the wisdom, the knowledge everything that they need we don't know what they're going through personally but Lord you do please help everyone on this line help our families help our loved ones people who are far or near and near Please help those that have been in the name of terrified and, and trying to run away from you. Help us all to be able to pull closer to you. Lord, please help us in this world today. We know that there are crazy things. There are things that are changing like a whirlwind, a tornado, a hurricane. And you know what those things are. You know how to settle them. You know where they need to be. Please help us, Lord, every day that we walk on this earth. Thank you for helping us all in our places, our homes, blessing us, being able to be alive, get up on the right side every morning that we have and we will. Please, Lord, help us to do what is your will, to be your disciples, your people, to be your missionaries, that we will go out and tell people of you and about you and show that you are in us. Thank you that you are able to call us your children. Thank you that you have been here to be our father and our comforter, our peace, our protector, our help, our deliverer, our lamb of God, our everything in all times of needs. Please help us when no one else understands us. Help us when we have no words. Help us when we have no thought. We are numb to any feeling and effort 
every field. Thank you that we know we can count on you. We can go to you and just kneel at your feet. We can just leave all of our issues, our problems at your feet. Cast our cares upon you and you shall answer them. We know that you have your time, not our will, but your will be done. Lord, please help us all in this next year in this the, this last bit of this year 2021 bless us in 2022 that all of us will be able to be healthy blessed in the name strength be able to do financially secure every aspect emotional social our our everything our soul please bring those that are away from you back to you please Lord. Lord, help us all in everything that we are doing to do this to the edification of your name. And as I've said before, please help all those that need you right now. Help strengthen, guide, lead, and stop their crying, comfort them. Help us all in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.